Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ciao e benvenuto nel WTF1 podcast. This is the WTF1 podcast. I tried to do the start in Italian to sort of spice things up a bit, but... I'm probably going to hear lots of people say that I absolutely butchered that. But hello and welcome to a midweek catch up with myself, Katie, and also Tom Bellingham, WTF1 founder. Hello. Tommy, we saw each other only yesterday, didn't we? In we person. We did. We did. It was a nice yeah. little catch up. But um, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that happened during this week. Um, one of the big talking points being that the Ferrari team have now become the Yellow Minions. Uh, with their interesting new special livery they've got, race suits and race helmets. What are your first thoughts on this new uh, paint scheme that they've got this weekend? It's pretty cool. I The livery's all right. It's not the greatest special livery I've ever seen. It's just Ferrari though, isn't it? So they're going to get memed regardless. And the fact that they've got the race suits and stuff, yeah, they're going to get memed, bless them. But that's Ferrari. What could just... go wrong? Special livery and it's Ferrari. Or maybe it balances each other out. No, it didn't. Maybe. They, they were terrible. So yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Starting the weekend off with plenty of optimism. Um, but yeah, I agree with the livery. It kind of just feels like they've just dunked a few special yellow bits on it and it's not really maybe being given much thought. I don't know if I'm being too harsh. And then all the race suits and stuff is giving me massive, like either Jordan flashbacks or Renault flashbacks for like a more recent example. Um, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a fan really. I just, I'm not, I know lots of people are enjoying the yellow and think it looks nice. And I got the Mickey taken out of me in the office because I said that the new yellow t-shirts that they've got makes their tans pop. They look great with the tan. But um, obviously, that's why they did it. Do you think? Yeah, just to like nothing to do with the history of Ferrari, just for the tan. (laughs) They did it for the tan. I um, the one thing I would say, I if I if I'd say the thing I like the most and the thing I don't like the most, the thing I don't like the most is that the race helmets are too similar. Yeah, Um, that's true. The fact that they've just gone nightmare. Yeah, they've just gone all yellow with both of them. The thing I do really like though is the rear wing. That looks. Very nice with the retro Ferrari logo on. Yeah, because the rear wing, like I've thought this throughout the whole year, that's such a prime commercial opportunity and it's just empty. It's got nothing on it. So, um, yeah, nice that they've actually put something, a sticker on there. Um, But in case you aren't aware why we're suddenly talking about all this yellow on the Ferrari, um, they've been adding yellow touches to celebrate the origins of the mark with a colour that is very much part of Ferrari history, which is true um, because it's also... um, also on the emblem of the Ferrari logo and all this kind of stuff. It's also um, an exclusive special edition dedicated to Monza's 100th anniversary. And of course, this year is also Ferrari's 75th anniversary. It's on the car, it's on the helmets. So lots of celebrations going around. Um, yeah, Ferrari love a celebration. They, <laughs> It feels like in the last 10 years, they've had various anniversaries on the cars and named their cars certain things. Do you not feel... They've had yeah. like the F one thousand and um 
they've had like 50 years of this and 75 years of that all in the last 10 years. It doesn't make sense a lot of the time, but they love a celebration. And yeah, the Monza obviously been around since 1922. It's a very historic circuit. So it's cool that they celebrate 100 years, although the colors are from Marinello. It's like the Marinello yellow, uh, which has Ooh, nothing rhymes. to do with That's Monza. Nice. Yeah. There you go. It's a, it's a nice touch nonetheless, and I'm sure it definitely won't go wrong and won't be memed. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm all down for, you know, some of these teams have got such rich history in motorsport and in Formula One. So why not be the team that celebrates every sort of little victory? I feel like if I owned an F1 team, I'd definitely be down for that to be like, oh, it's the 15th anniversary of something rather let's have a massive party and a special livery but um yeah for our three, like you three say. days since last watch <laughs> strategy <laughs> three year anniversary three day anniversary of our last successful pit stop yeah yeah oh gosh um so yeah something to i guess look forward to if you're a fan of livery designs like tommy is and things like that and a bit of a change um also Talking of special helmet designs, right before we went live with this podcast, SD Bestie has also revealed a really cool helmet design, which Ooh, he's I've not done. Seen it. It's like a Michael Schumacher inspired helmet design. So naturally, within 10 seconds of the tweet being posted, Matt's straight in the comments. I knew I loved Esteban for a reason because he's uh, he's celebrating Michael Schumacher, who is his hero. So I'm assuming you're looking that up right now. It's on the Alpine Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, it is literally just a replica. Um, yeah cool yeah so i really like that so and i'm wondering if we'll see any others um over the course of the weekend quite possibly um now nick devries let's have a chat about him <laughs> because he just is getting around seen enough <laughs> yeah. of him at Zandvoort. <laughs> i know being on tv direction every five seconds Nick DeVries is doing another FP1 session, which you might think, okay, fair enough. Maybe he's going to be jumping back in the Mercedes because he did that in, where was he in the Mercedes? He was in Barcelona with Williams. and France. Mercedes France, thank you. Yes, I knew it was recent. So you might be thinking maybe he's doing another session for them. But no, he's jumping to another team. He's a very popular man at the moment. And this time it's Aston Martin. So he's going to be taking Sebastian Vettel's place for FP1 on Friday. Um all of these FP1 sessions, yet his name still isn't being taken seriously for an F1 seat. What do you think about that? Do you think that's fair or is that just yeah, the way the cookie crumbles? I know it's weird, isn't it? Because I think Matt's the same opinion of me where I just can't see this DeVries thing happening. And obviously he did well in F2. That was quite a while ago. He won Formula E. In my opinion, Formula E, Sorry, Katie, but winning Formula E doesn't really mean a lot because it's just such a lottery. I mean, wh- where did he finish this year? Like ninth or something? So it was it wasn't anywhere in in the title, and it really is just his teammate won the title. So a lot of the Formula E races to me seem a bit pot luck. Not saying that a title is easy to win, but um, they're just so chaotic that um, I don't think a Formula E title is like oh yes, definitely should be in Formula One. Um, but then the more he just seems to be every single team running him for an FB1 session, I'm like, well, either he's an absolute god of setting up the car that we don't know about, or they they are really considering this uh, this idea of DeVries going to a team, which 
think now would surely be Williams. Yeah, I think that's the most is that, likely. Is that the one that Marcus Ericsson put as well? Because he's his his prediction is getting very very close and scarily accurate, and um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he put DeVries in his tweet. He did. He said Alban DeVries for Williams. Yeah, so, so yeah, right. <laughs> Talking of Marcus Ericsson, let's quickly go through his predictions because, like you say, with that tweet, if you haven't seen it. It's becoming scarily accurate. So he did this on the 1st of August. So uh, a few hours after Alonso said he was going to Aston Martin, he said Alpine will be Ocon and Gasly, which obviously now is looking rather yep. likely. Uh, Alpha Tauri, Schumacher and Sonoda, which is a bit no. of a curveball. So Herta. that could be the one that lets him down. Yeah, could be Herta. McLaren, Norris and Piastri, which is what happened. Alfa Romeo, Bottas and Joe, which I think will happen. Has Magnussen and Ricardo, so that's no. still yet to be seen. Sorry, <laughs> Katie. It's going to be Joe crushing my dreams. That's fine. I, I think it will be. He's also in doing FP1 tomorrow, Giovinazzi. Yes, yeah. Um, And then Williams, yeah, Albin and DeVries. So, which we'll I can see, see happening that... now. The more, um, yeah, it's looking more and more likely that DeVries might get a seat after all, which would be pretty wild, in my opinion, because it's it's difficult to say, oh, he's really old, but because he's six years younger than I am. But 27 to make your F1 debut is is quite yeah. You you kind of thought that would be that would be it for him, but no. He's, Don't give uh, up on the dream kids, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still a chance for me. Yeah, still a chance to make your F1 debut, Tommy. Uh, but no, Nick DeVries is one of those drivers as well that's been linked with so many F1 drives. I mean, he was linked with Williams last year and got to speak to him at the Formula E in London. And he was saying, you know, oh, you guys always seem to know more than I do and that kind of thing. And then he was linked with Alfa Romeo. And there seems like there's not many places on the F1 grid where he's not been linked to at some point. So, yeah, time will tell. I mean, I feel like it would just be the cherry on the top of the cake for silly season if Nick DeVries ended up going to Williams as well after we all kind of uh, poo-pooed the idea. But we'll see how he gets on tomorrow in Aston Martin. Um, And I think there's seven races left to go. And there's still a lot of teams that have not done their rookie FP1 sessions yet i mean we're all going to be in abu dhabi just be a load of rookies all crash into each other (laughs) because imagine the chaos though yeah because giovinazzi as we mentioned he's in the car tomorrow with Haas and also at kota but he won't fill the quota because he's done plenty of races so i'm guessing they'll maybe pick up a fittipaldi or something like that to do a couple but mclaren haven't done any yet ferrari haven't done any yet um so like shave his head and just be yeah. and just be there like, no, my name is Giancarlo Pizzeria. <laughs> and uh yeah, no yeah, he's, and he's a young a young eighteen year old driver that you've never heard of. Um and he will be doing the test. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it, that it is getting towards the end of the season, and that was something that we were all quite excited for to see all these young drivers. Not not really seen a lot. <laughs> no, no, I agree. It's a bit of a strange situation. Also, got to give out a shout out to Formula Chloe, who's the person that's behind F1 Reaction Pictures, if you follow that account. And it's uh, 
a picture of Nick DeVries in Mercedes gear, in Williams gear, and then in Aston Martin gear. And it says me logging into my three Twitter accounts like, and it's kind of giving the same vibe of like getting a free subscription for something yeah. or a discount code. Um, but yeah, Nick DeVries, popular man. He's going to have a lot of uh, race suits in his wardrobe at this, at the end of the year, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, somebody who as well might not be in the car tomorrow obviously this is just speculation but Pierre Gansley is missing media duties today Alpha Tauri have been very hush hush as to what is wrong with him it just sounds like he's unwell but they haven't alluded to what it is um but it's got a lot of people thinking that if he is seriously poorly this weekend obviously hoping he gets better soon but what are the options well, we've got Liam Lawson, who's officially the reserve driver for Red Bull and Alpha Tauri, but there's lots of chatter whether he has enough super license points or is all this kind of stuff. The FIA is so secretive with how many points each driver has that it's quite difficult to keep up with. But yeah, who would you got... imagine being in that seat if Gasly can't take part this weekend? Well, if Lawson's a reserve, I think you have to be. You have to have the super license point, don't you? to be a reserve surely because otherwise what's the well point? esteban gutierrez a few years at mercedes a few years ago at mercedes he was down as their reserve driver and then when hamilton got covid they realized that his super license had expired because he hadn't <laughs> <laughs> do you remember wow. that wow yeah i, I remember know. that now yeah so and that's mercedes who up until maybe this year <laughs> were known for not making mistakes so yeah. um who, who it, knew that possible. going up the goodwood hill doesn't give you super license points <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you'd think it would be Lawson if he's got enough points. Again, there's no record really of anywhere that, that keep them and, and things like that. So I wonder if uh, the FIA have just got some like snazzy Google sheet that they can just look at or whether mm. it's some massive binder that's not been like modernized in a million years. Cause I don't understand why they wouldn't make it a bit easier for people to know who has what like i've seen posts on reddit of people trying to work it out and it just looks like some it's too sort difficult because there's so many math. series and people have done all sorts of one-off races and then there's all these random series that people have done before they get into f2 and f3 oh it's just carnage so yeah i wonder it's a difficult one because if lawson's not qualified you've got to think who on earth are they putting in there <laughs> Um, well, I had Sebastian Buemi as their like reserve driver up until but last surely year, his but that's the same thing. That's exactly Gutierrez, what I was thinking. Again, like he's just there doing show runs up mountains and stuff for him in the show car, so it's not going to be a super license thing. Maybe Jack Villeneuve, sure, his definitely haven't expired because <laughs> he's driving the Alpine. So he is uh, next week. So there we go. Yeah, maybe maybe a shock return for Mika Hakkinen. But yeah, um, people already going on about Hulkenberg. I mean, maybe, but it would be certainly <laughs> might have an interesting to if there's series. no one else. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, <laughs> might just be a case of Hulkenberg. Maybe that Hulkenberg's just got the right idea that he's the only one with super license points. Yeah, and he just hangs around the paddock, and he's got a, yeah. a rack of all his clothes. He's <laughs> got a different overalls from every single team ready to pop on. 
Oh, that would be just iconic behavior if that's the case. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Gasly will need to take part in Saturday quality in order to take part in the race as well. So um, if he's not ready for qualifying on Saturday, then yeah, it'll be an interesting scenario. But like we said at the start at this point, hopefully it's just a 24-hour sickness bug or something and he's perfectly ready to race tomorrow and get in the car for FP1, FP2. Um, Now, also talking of Gasly and uh, people going into different race teams, Otmar has been chatting about Alpine and how he's apparently got 14, that's one four drivers that they are considering for the 2023 seat. So I thought as a bit of a fun game towards the end of the podcast, we could try and have a think of who he could mean because 14 drivers, quite a lot of drivers to consider. And I know this got popped in one of the Slack chats and it ends up being like, Jacques Villeneuve, Jean Alesi, <laughs> like all these different people that got mentioned. But um, yeah, I wanted to see if we could come up with 14 drivers together that we think that he's talking about. Could be that's serious. A, that's, a, could be... that's a lot of drivers. Let's try and do it serious and then we'll put the banter ones on at the end. So okay. 14 drivers. Can you write them down? Because I, um, I've got a very loud keyboard that the podcast people would not like to listen to. Okay, right. Okay. That is a lot of drivers. That that's That's almost the whole grid in itself. It's wild. Exactly. Okay. So, so, who are you so we've got Daniel Ricardo, Ricardo, Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? Gasly, of course. Yeah. Um, Sonoda, <laughs> a push. <laughs> I guess he's a push. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> already. <laughs> Four, ten other drivers. Herta. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Herta. Hulkenberg. Herta. Um, oh God, who else would they go for? I, need I mean, they could try and say, yeah, Gio, they might be able to persuade Seb out of retirement, but I don't think that's yeah, going to happen. But Otmar is a bit delusional anyway, so maybe he thinks he could do that. Lewis Hamilton. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Latifi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a horrible laugh. That was, but, that was yeah. a savage laugh. <laughs> that I was, was like the serious. guy from, from Simpsons. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, Nelson. I know yeah, put him that. down. Okay, um, Nelson. <laughs> uh, oh God, who else? Who's in junior? Jack Doohan. Joe Guanyu. Yeah, Joe. I've got a contract. Jack Doohan. I'll, I'll put Doohan down because he's looking pretty speedy, and he's part of the Alpine Academy as well. Um, is Victor Martin still part of the Alpine Academy? I think he'd be wouldn't have enough super license points, but yeah. Um. God, what about IndyCar. bringing back like an eye lot, like a Callum eye lot? Yeah, for that. Um, I guess it's 14 names, so we're on 11. We're on 11. That That's mad that there's 14 names and we were scraping the barrel after about five. <laughs> I know. That's quite Who, a lot of talent out there. But... There's no, is there? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> Eleven at the moment. Uh, I guess Drogovic is going to win the FT title. Um, pretty savage that we've not mentioned him actually. Porsche. Yeah. Logan is he Sargent. not Alfa Romeo? Porsche. Uh, yeah, but a bike could buy, easily buy him out his contract. His friend. Okay. Well, we've got fourteen now from those ones that you've just mentioned. So we've got Ricardo, Schumacher, Gazi, Sonoda, Herta, Hulkenberg, Giovinazzi, Latifi, Joe, Duan, Ilot, Drogovic, Porsche, and Logan Sargent. So that's 14. But that seems a bit crazy. And I'm really thinking that we've probably missed somebody quite big out of that. But 
who knows we can let people that are listening let us know who they think will be in the 14 like, i can't believe you didn't mention indonesian f3 driver blah 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 and we'll be like what <laughs> yeah oh sorry but yeah it's certainly uh 14 drivers is a weird one i reckon that's just not my just trying to sound popular sound popular when probably no one wants to drive for them because they're clearly having a terrible time at managing everything yeah no this is this is true well uh i very much enjoyed that little impromptu game towards the end of the the podcast and like i said guys if you're listening and you think that there's somebody that we have missed from that list then be sure to tweet us use hashtag wtf1 podcast to get involved in the conversation um but for now thank you so much for listening please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and also leave us a five star rating if you enjoyed this pod or any that you've listened to before this we'll be back with all of our normal content over on twitch this weekend and on social and editorial uh for the italian grand prix so we will see you around there tommy have you got any final thoughts before we wrap up this podcast Mm, final thoughts are that I'm stalling to think <laughs> of something. Is Grace wearing the Ferrari onesie this weekend? I think I should for Matt, yeah. You need to. Otherwise, Matt's <clears> going <throat> to never talk to you again. That would be a true test. I think I did, to be fair, say, because I wanted Max to win his home race and it worked wonderfully. So um, it's only fair. It's only fair. Think of the fans, eh? You've got to let the Ferrari fans have something good this year. Um, but yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much for your final thought. And my and... other final thought is that I, oh, you bit got my, two now. I, bit, I bit my tongue earlier, so I'm sorry if I've sounded a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of people tuning in going, oh, that's Tommy in the podcast. Yeah. I thought it was somebody else. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that you bit your tongue. Um, but yeah, we'll be back on Twitch all this weekend. So join us for that and we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. So after wrapping up the podcast, we also realized that we didn't mention Nick DeVries for the possible Alpine drive, (laughs) even though we just spent five minutes talking about him. Talking about him before and talking about how he's going to go to every single team and then completely ignored him in in the last part of the podcast.